Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman splaining with me, David Yoder, and my uninformed friend, Dennis St. John. All right, we're here to talk about Superman again, and uh, I'm David Yoder, and with me is my buddy, pal, Superman co-host, Dennis. You want to say hi, Hi. Dennis? Hey, I'm Dennis St. John. I like Superman much more than normal people, but not as much as David Yoder. Yeah, I've been tweeting pretty much nothing but Superman tweets of late, but that that's not why we're here. We're here, well, we're here about Superman, but Dennis, you, you get to take the wheel this time because you reached 100 points with my inane trivia that I make you answer every every week. <laughs> that's right. I inanely answered up, to, up another 50 points, so I read a comic, and I'm going to describe it to you. Uh, do you want me to name the comic? Yeah, sure. You take the wheel. So I read uh, Superman, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, which um, was originally published as uh, two issues of uh, Man of Steel, I believe. And it was the last two issues uh, after uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Earths, Earths and before the John Byrne run. So this is the end. This is the final send off of the original Superman. Um, and it's written Wait, by Alan I di- Moore. Yeah, I, di- I didn't know we were allowed to cover good comics on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd do something for a tra- different for a change. Uh, it's written. It's got an all-star uh, creative talent. It was written by Alan Moore in '86, which is right after he wrote Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's drawn by Kurt Swan, penciled by Kurt Swan, and then uh, pencils or inks for part one are by George Perez, and then inks for part two are by uh, Kurt uh, Schaffenberger. Who I don't, I don't know. I know George Perez, obviously, and uh, it has an intro that's written by Paul Huppenberger, who was the editor, and he describes how this idea was his idea originally, which was like, we have two issues, let's wrap up everything, let's tell the final story, and he originally tried to get uh, uh, Jerry Siegel to write it, but um, <laughs> he writes for legal reasons, Siegel couldn't write it, um, which is like such a vague term for like you know, DC was screwing Jerry Siegel over again, right? Yeah, that's a pretty loaded, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so instead, uh, so he describes that he was having breakfast with Alan Moore um, and wondering what to do, and he told Alan Moore about it, and Alan Moore got out of his seat and cho- started choking him and said, um, if anyone writes this but me, I will kill you. And that's how Alan Moore got the writing job. <sighs> that's how I get all my jobs. Yeah. <laughs> dude <laughs> i kind of I, I had never heard th- that story before that's crazy that kind of stuff only works if you're alan moore <laughs> i'm jokingly killing you but i'll kill you for real um but if you saw a guy that looks like alan moore doing that to someone <laughs> in a public place like uh authorities would be called i think yeah <laughs> uh okay so the story begins it's set 10 years in the future uh, and it's the, this is the future past uh, what we've known before. So since this issue is eighty six, that's, that's just a weird thing. Like because like Superman like was created in like what the forties and like 
and like he hasn't like aged and so it's just like he keeps you know moving through time so to say 10 years in the future yeah yeah anyway. and the only I'll, I'll say this, the only real indication that it's the future visual wise during these segments is um coffee seems to be made now in some sort of like tube like or this uh, glass dome that you put coffee mugs in and then coffee appears and that's the only real indication um so it begins with the, the this, coffee technology is 10 years ahead <laughs> this reporter tim crane from the daily planet coming to interview lois lane now lois elliott about the last days of superman and she says it was a simpler time you know mo- after this most uh before this most of the villains were gone superman had defeated them or lex Luthor has disappeared and uh superman has spent is spending most of his time doing exploration in space but right as he comes back he comes back to a partially destroyed metropolis bizarro has attacked uh in its his quest to become a more perfect imperfect superman he has decided to up his game so he blew up the bizarro world he's killing people in metropolis and as he meets superman he says the ultimate thing that distinguishes you know not in so many words he says like Superman. It's pretty eloquent for Bizarro. There he is. Superman is alive. So the imperfect duplicate must be dead. So Bizarro then, right in front of him, kills himself using blue kryptonite. Oh. Dead is the opposite of alive. Uh, then, cut to the next the next day, Damn. maybe, some other time. Uh, Bizarro really takes opposite day to, like, the next level. Like, he's just like... Uh, you know, uh, uh, Superman is, like totally shocked by this not only by the the violence but like bizarro is mostly a harmless goofy guy Mm -hmm. and something strange seems to be happening a bunch of tiny superman toys superman action figures are mailed to clark kent at the gbs gbs tv offices they can shoot real lasers they fly (laughs) attack and they kill clark kent which of course reveals to everybody that he is superman so his identity is totally exposed and the voice from the toys is the toy man and the prankster saying, haha, we've re- re- we've revealed your identity. And also check the box because inside the box is the body of Superman's friend, Pete Ross. Bum, bum, bum. They're killers now. Again, these formerly harmless villains are now so much more violent. And I want to say, like, this is all drawn by Kurt Swan and it's like inked in classic style. So it's like strange to see these like very violent actions being drawn in this like golden age style you know Mm -hmm. or silver age style sorry including like uh yeah pete ross's body popping out of like a jack-in-the-box oh yeah that's pretty morbid (laughs) yeah uh so then we see um yeah so superman clearly knows something is up this is very strange uh we see meanwhile lex Luthor is in the arctic and he has been searching for years for the remains of Brainiac, and he finds his head, and he wants to team up. He wants to bring the old Brainiac Lex Luthor team up back again. And what does Brainiac's head do? It immediately jumps on onto Lex Luthor's body and takes him over. Now they're a hybrid. Luther, Luther has lost control of his own body. <laughs> bum bum bum, and he wanders off. Brainiac's living uh, in his head, rent free. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And man, it's a nice head. <laughs> uh, so then, you won't believe what happens next. Are you prepared? Okay. The Daily Planet gets attacked by an army of Metallos. They all shoot their like uh, uh, 
chest they have these chest rockets that they shoot grappling hooks mm-hmm. out of and they go to go basically attack people who they know now are friends of Clark of Clark Kent. Superman has given up the Clark Kent identity completely because he's um been exposed. So, you know, Superman saves Lois. She's been thrown off a building. There's a nice moment where she talks about how nobody gets this right, but uh when Superman is going at super speed because he's red and blue, he looks like a violet comet. Uh, uh, not a red, blue, bluer. Yeah. Like, they would say, um, small little. <laughs> so Superman, in kind of classic, like, let's bring back some of the fun of Superman fashion, defeats this army of Metallos, not by punching them one by one, but by super magnetizing the globe of the Daily Planet so that they all okay. get pulled to it. <laughs> so that's the end of that adventure. But Superman realizes, you know, Every, something is going on. My my formerly harmless foes are killing. My friends are in danger because of my identity. So he takes all of his friends uh, to the Fortress of Solitude. He takes Lois, Lana, Jimmy, and uh, the Whites. So Perry and Alice are having marital problems, just like in the current so 90s the, comics. Mon and Pa Ken are already dead, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they. In, I think in the original continuity, they pretty much died before Clark left the farm. The whole thing of like them being alive is like, but man, like to not make the cut, like cat cat Grant's not there, so I guess he doesn't really. It's like, uh, just, nah, you know they're not gonna. Just don't work, worry, cat. Just they're work, not friends. Not 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 a real friend. I, sure Bibbo's not there. Bibbo's like Superman's number one fan. I don't know if Bibbo is part of this continuity. Is he? I don't. Well, yeah, I don't know if Bibbo was after the reset or not. Uh, I need to do some more Bibbo research. Uh, <laughs> so with uh, Superman gone the kryptonite man tries to come to Metropolis to fight him he's like I'm calling you out Superman immediately gets abducted by uh, Luther and Brainiac in the Brainiac ship uh, he's like now we got a, another recruit another recruit for our <laughs> team uh, <laughs> at the fortress uh, first of all Crypto shows up he has been apparently having his own space adventures for years so Superman hasn't seen him for years so he's like oh it's so nice my dog's around but also, this is definitely another indication that the chickens are coming home to roost because everybody is coming around me. Um, uh, there is a nice little detail that Superman prepared everybody a nice meal. Uh, that's one of the things I like about Superman. Like he'll just—he <laughs> doesn't just bring you to hide. He's also like, "I'm going to make you a nice meal." Then we get these mm-hmm. solitary moments of like, you know, the whites go to separate rooms, but then Lois and Lana go to the same room to cry. They—they they share like a little moment about like how sad this is. Superman gets a little moment next to a statue of Supergirl, who's dead in this storyline. And he like, oh, the crisis. Know. Yeah, I assume she's dead from the crisis, which is interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, that's like the famous cover is like Superman holding dead uh, Supergirl. Yeah, I was just thinking it's interesting that like this story takes place after the crisis, but it's like the end of, you know, he hasn't been erased from existence, you know. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, he's just like this is strange. How strange. And then a time bubble appears, and it's the Legion. And they came to say Oh, great. Time travel. My favorite thing. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Uh, But they've come with, because you know who is living uh, in the 31st century? Sorry, 30th century (laughs) at this point is a young Supergirl. So, like, Supergirl is a teenager in her, like, original outfit. And she's like, it's so good to see you as a, you know, you're even older or whatever. But she's also like, I guess I'm, I can come here because probably the old me is in space or something, right? Or something. <laughs> and Clark's like, yeah. Or Superman is like, yeah, yeah, that's what's happening. 
But then he takes Brainiac at his side and is like really angry at him. He's got his angry face and he's like, you son of a Brainiac. What are you doing? What are you doing, <laughs> man? Why are you bringing, why are you bringing, you know, my cousin here for this? Uh, and like, uh, sorry, Brainiac is like, I'm sorry we had to, but we know what's going to happen and we can't tell you, but we know. And mm-hmm. we think, you know, because it's obvious <laughs> something's about to happen, but we're going to give you this little trophy. And in the trophy, Superman's holding something. Um, so then, you know, they talk a little. Uh, Supergirl talks to Crypto and is like, "Oh, you're not still fighting with you. Uh, you and Streaky aren't still scrapping all the time, are you?" <laughs> are those the space adventures he was having fighting Streaky in space? <laughs> Perhaps. Um, so as quickly as they come, they leave. Uh, they're gone, and then we get this like great little splash page of superman just alone in the fortress with his dog kind of crying um i think that's like a powerful image yeah and that's the end of part two and then we jump to part i mean end of part one we jump to part two you have anything uh just a quick question you said lois lane is now lois elliott uh-huh. so she's married to somebody else i guess yeah she's married to this fella Chris who elliott. we're about to meet in the next page this guy Jordan oh. Elliott comes in, and he's like, "Oh, you're interviewing Chris my Elliott. wife about uh, her, her her ex, huh? Oh yeah." And they're like, "Oh, does it bother you?" And he's like, "Nah, I don't give a flying hoot about Superman." He goes, uh, "I can live with it. He weren't nothing special. Us ordinary working slobs, son. We're the real heroes." He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a mustache. He's got streaks of white hair, like Reed Richards. Yeah. So anyway, they get on with the story. So they're prepared. They're preparing now for Superman's last stand. Superman melts the key, the giant gold key, so no one can get in. Um, this is <laughs> okay. So then we go, you know, to the Arctic, and Brainiac Luther is there with uh, with the Kryptonite Man, and he's like, "Ah, oh, nothing can defeat me. I've planned everything to the last detail," and then. Suddenly, who shows up? Another friggin' energy bubble, time bubble. You know who's in it this time? It's the Legion of Supervillains, who I did not know about. I do not know these characters, but they are the Legion of Superheroes as old people and old evil people, apparently. So they are, <laughs> um, instead of Cosmic Boy, Lightning Lad, and Superwoman, they are, I mean, sorry, Saturn Girl. They are uh, Saturn Woman. Uh, Cosmic King and Lightning Lord, um, and they're like, wait, so they're they're the the Legion, but they're turned evil when they got older. Yeah, the Legion I don't of know Superheroes. The story there, I don't know if they just decide to turn evil or is this just from an another Alan dimension. Moore thing? Or? Yeah, I assume that it's not. I assume that it's actually from the comic, but I didn't do research on this. Uh, Man, I just didn't give everything a about the Legion of Superheroes <laughs> just seems designed to give me a headache. Like honestly, like. Yeah. So Lex, you know, is like, are you guys here to fight? But they're like, no, we know that this is Superman's last stand and that he fights his greatest foes. And that includes us. Okay. <laughs> and Brainiac's like, yeah, okay, sure. So they join. Brainiac puts out a super shield, like a force field that looks like a big dome so that other mm-hmm. heroes can't get in. And this is my favorite little part. They show the other heroes trying to break in and Batman and Robin. Are Batman's just punching the dome. <laughs> just hitting the dome with pipes. Good job. World's greatest detective. <laughs> This'll do it. 
So now, you know, Superman's hopelessly outnumbered and everything. But honestly, he's Superman. Like, he's more in this emotional journey than he is, like, preparing. To, you know, he's not working out or anything to prepare for battle. Yeah. So he goes to have a heart-to-heart with Perry White to talk about... Uh, do- <laughs> so uh, uh, Perry White says, doom and divorce. Um, so, but eventually they get to the topic of, like, uh, Lois and Lana, right? And that's mm-hmm. before you can, like, really get into it. That's when we cut to Jimmy Olsen and Lana Lang rummaging through the Forges of Solitude like maniacs. Jimmy finds the old elast- Elastiglad serum. And what what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to do with that? Uh, Lana finds the magic lake water, which is, uh, uh, in parentheses, probably unidentified radiation source, which I guess in the past has given her... Uh, super kryptonite pa- like uh superman level powers so she's gonna drink contaminated water is what she's gonna do no she's gonna take a little sexy bath in it oh okay <laughs> and it's like a little hot tub for her so they're getting juiced up for this fight we then see superman confessing tearfully to uh perry white who's like just calmly smoking his cigar <laughs> that like this whole love triangle thing is a bit of a farce and that he's always just he's only ever loved one woman and that's lois but he just never had the heart to set. He never had the heart to break Lana's heart. And so he's going to keep this secret. He's going to carry the secret to his grave, but Lana's all juiced up. So she used her super hearing to overhear that. And then it, this is, I think this is the, uh, the most emotional line for me. Um, she says, we're only second stringers, Jimmy, but we'll show him. Nobody loved him better than us. Nobody. Oh, I just felt like that's affecting. So they go fly out, ready to fight. Uh, Luther temporarily gains control of his own body back. And in a moment that's in every single Alien movie, he goes, kill me. Uh, Lana immediately snaps his neck. She gives him like a karate chop to the neck and he dies. (laughs) Were these comic code approved Superman comics then? Uh, You know what? I don't see a comic code on it, but I would say they probably are. I mean, you know... Despite the amount of ki- the kill count, they don't look bloody. Okay, you know, yeah. they, they're still drawn in this like real Kurt Swan, Silver Age way. Uh, so, oh, I've I just saw that image and I forgot about that part where uh, Brainiac's still in control there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Lana is immediately killed by the Legion of Supervillains. The Legion as the I'll just call them the Legion from now on. Uh, she gets her powers taken away by Cosmic King and then is just electrocuted into dust by uh, Lightning Lord. Um, Jimmy wow. disables the uh, uh, force field and then is like, you murderers, you killed her, only to immediately be shot in the back and die. Oh, Who killed him? <laughs> it was Brainiac. Brainiac is still alive and he's controlling Lex Luthor's body in this disturbing way as some sort of corpse puppet. Yeah, it's very unsettling. <laughs> And for some reason, the force field is still up. Jimmy maybe failed in this task. Uh, Berniak is unclear. He says, uh, perhaps destiny is on on our side. Who knows? But he's ready for the final attack. So they go in. The kryptonite man is first to strike. He kills uh, Crypto, but not before Crypto can kill him. So they take each other out. It's K on K violence. 
uh, the Legion. So the Legion goes after Superman. So, but they are like, we're going to kill Lois just like we killed your other girlfriend. Superman immediately like goes into a rage blackout. Like he, uh, heat visions lightning lad or lightning Lord. He doesn't kill him or anything, but he hurts him. And that's when Saturn woman is like, Oh my gosh, guys, this is serious. I can tell by reading his mind that he's really ready to fight. He's going to hurt us. So they immediately flee (laughs) and they're gone. They're just like dust. (laughs) I mean, not dust. They're just like escape to another dimension or time or whatever. They are chickens, absolute chickens. Um, so Superman and Lo- Superman holding Lois, who's holding the statue, fly to confront Brainiac. But Brainiac's control over Lu- over a, des- a dead body can only last so long. So uh, yeah, Luther just like topples. He just is like done. Okay. His energy's spent. Uh, Brainiac's l- head tries to scare her away, but it's only got so much energy. So it just hits the ground and is dead. And that's it. So now all these villains are defeated. Uh, but super, but it's not over. Superman's like, this doesn't make sense. Luther wasn't in, Luther and Brainiac. They didn't make all this happen. They didn't make, you know, all these people murderous. There's someone else behind it. Can you guess who it is? Who hasn't shown up yet? Uh, Mr. McSpitalik. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Really? The ultimate villain, Mr. Mixelpitalik. So wow. he, he shows up and he's like, this time it's for real. And he says, you know, you think I'm always been, I've always been mischievous? Nah, son. Like, I'm immortal. I tried different stuff. I was good for 2,000 years, and then I was mischievous for 2,000 years, and now I'm bored with it. You know what I'm going to do for the next 2,000 years? I'm going to be straight up evil. I'm going to conquer the world. I'm going to kill everybody, starting with you. And then he changes shape, and I do... This is one of those things where I feel like this art is a missed opportunity because they, Alan Moore does this description of like, I can't describe what Mister what Mixelpitalik became. It had height, length, breadth, and a couple of other things. As we entered the fortress, I glanced back. It was following us. Looking at it made my head hurt. But it's like you know he's just like a glowing energy thing. But it's basically like this, his true form is unknowable to us, right? Well, uh, that fifth dimension stuff, and uh, he looks. <laughs> A little bit like Slender Man there or something like like uh, internet like horror like yeah. meme or something. <laughs> so Superman then realizes that in the statue he's holding the Phantom Zone projector. So he's like, the only way I can defeat you is to send you to the Phantom Zone. And as he does so... What? That's... Okay. Like, the Legion gave him a statue with that in there, but could I just tell him like, hey, you might want to, you know, for this upcoming <laughs> battle... Yeah, yeah. Nah, that would be spoiling it for the audience. Okay, okay. Uh, so as he's doing that, Mixelpitalik panics and says his own name backwards to try to escape. But that's the wrong decision, because now he's torn between going to the Phantom Zone and his home dimension, and he's shredded. He's torn in completely in half. Oh. So now Superman has killed. And more than that, Superman knew that that was what Mixelpitalik would do. So he has purposefully murdered... He has taken another life. Yeah, but it's it's an imp <laughs> from the fifth dimension. I mean... So, you know, but he's remorseful. This is it for him. He says, like, nobody has the right to kill. Not Mixelpitalik, not you, not Superman, especially not Superman. So, you I, know... I think I remember, because I, I... Like, this is a classic story, and I, I've definitely read it before, but, like, I think I remember what ends up happening... Um, but, 
I don't know if you want me to guess or like. Uh, you I can just, just continue. Go ahead and, so he yeah. goes into a door labeled gold kryptonite sample storage chamber. Keep out. As he walked into the blinding golden light, he turned and looked back over his shoulder. He smiled at me. I never saw Superman again. Because he grew a mustache and he became Randy <laughs> Elliott or whatever his name is, right? Uh, I don't sorry, know. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know, the, fortri- the, the force field is now gone because Mixlepidoglick is gone. The other superheroes walk through observing everything. There's this weird character I don't know who... She's wearing kind of uh, the opposite of Superman colors, uh, blue trunks and red thing, and she's got a mask, and then she has what looks like a super shield or something. It's a little, it's obscured, so it's hard to tell. Some sort of logo on her Yeah, I don't know that era well enough to know who that is. Yeah. Anyway, they find Lois crying, holding uh, the statue. Then we cut back to the, the future. Uh and you know the interview's wrapping up the guy's like but but what happened then maybe he's still alive and she's like as far as i'm concerned superman died in the arc i was there and then uh elliot uh jordan elliot comes in with their baby they have a baby named jonathan yeah uh and they you know rush uh tim crane i think his name is out they're like thanks bye and you know in the last page uh, Tim, uh, Jordan Elliott talks about how much he likes being a father and a normal man as for some reason there's a bowl there's like this coal bin in their fancy future house uh, totally normal thing for them to have And what is that's how you make the future coffee if you, it's coal powered <laughs> what does the little baby do he squeezes the uh, he squeezes the coal until it's a diamond and then as Lois Lane Lois Elliott undresses. So this Lois cheated on her husband with Superman, this and it's man actually winks. Superman's. He yeah, winks no, right no. at the audience. Yeah, obviously yeah. the only answer <laughs> is that this poor man has been cucked by Superman. Uh, there's yeah. no other read for that. Uh. That's fun. You know what's interesting in my mind? You told me like what you were picking, gonna pick to read, and like I, I don't know if, if it's Alan Moore or not, but like I thought it was the like. What do you get for the man who has everything where oh. he gets the uh, thing on his chest that like takes him to Krypton where it's like not exploded yeah. and stuff. That's another good story. So that's how you thought that's where you thought in your head when that's I said That's what I thought it was for some reason, uh, but like yeah, that this is a really good one. Yeah, I thought this would be a fun one. This was a you know, this is two stories. Yeah. And a lot of events every page is has stuff happening, but Do you have any trivia type things or anything else you uh, want to I didn't uh, well, I, I looked up um, Blue Kryptonite to see what it did, uh, mm-hmm. and it is, it's basically green kryptonite for uh, bizarros, but its effect on uh, regular Kryptonians is it can make them stronger. It can heal them and make them stronger. Um, oh. And gold kryptonite, we know, permanently takes away powers. Um, we know. Uh, <laughs> we know this. Friends, you know this to be true. I read a I read a Superman comic today too. Um, I read it's Superman and Savage Dragon. Oh, nice! Uh, <laughs> Chicago, I should say, and because there, there's another one that's like Superman, Savage Dragon, Metropolis, which I've also read that one, but that one I read longer ago. But uh, this is 
written and drawn by Eric Larson. Nice. And uh, it's just kind of interesting because he has all those Kirby influences stuff. It kind of looks like like Superman doesn't quite look right. Like his head's <laughs> a little small and stuff. But, yeah, his um, arms are really long. Yeah, like because he's really chunky, but then he's got like a tiny, tiny little head. I mean, it it, it doesn't look terrible, but it's a uh, it's fun. It's about basically like Superman's gang of villains team up with the like. Uh, what what are they called? The Overlord Lords uh, people. The Legion of Supervillains. No, no, not the Legion of Supervillains. Anyway, it it was fun. I think the most entertaining thing for me was a uh, Superman did a press conference when he showed up in Chicago, and Savage Dragon asked him a question. Uh, he said, "Why do you wear your underwear on the outside?" Which I thought was pretty funny. But the... That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. That's- that's all I got. Uh, next time we'll go back to uh, the well. We'll be doing Superman January nineteen ninety two. We're gonna start nineteen ninety two, the year that they decided to kill off Superman because his sales weren't doing so great. I think. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's jump into that next week. But uh, until then, uh, I've been Dennis St. John. You can find me on Twitter at dennis comics that's d-e-n-i-s-c-o-m-i-x that's also my instagram and my dot com uh i've got uh web a web comic i'm putting on my patreon uh twice a week called heart of the night monster and it's looking really good i'm excited to see that uh pan out and i'm on the twitter as awesome yoder and i'll tweet dumb things about superman on there on occasion so (laughs) I guess until next time, uh, don't be a Lex loser. Come back to Superman's planning our podcast that you're listening to right now. (laughs) 